For most of my adult life, I have had a nightmare, a repetitive nightmare that comes unexpectedly, sometimes every six months, sometimes once a year, sometimes I never know when it's going to come. Now, it's not a terrible, horrible nightmare, but it nevertheless unnerves me every time it comes. And it comes in various forms. Uh, and in truth, it's a nightmare most of us have. And here's how it goes. I'm all of a sudden, in my dream, back in college, or sometimes it's graduate school, sometimes it's in seminary. But I'm back in school, and it started, these dreams started when I was in my mid-twenties in graduate school for the first time. And I'm going about my business, having a great time. I was a great student in all the schools I was in, and I was uh, doing everything well and was having a wonderful time. And suddenly, about the time of final exams, I had a shocking thought that I had enrolled in a class that I forgot to attend. The whole semester had gone by, and I had signed up for a class and then never went to it. Now, what can you do at the end of the semester when you do that? You can't get an incomplete because you never started it. And so I am always unnerved by that. You know, it's sort of a, an indication to me and it, when it keeps coming back, God is telling me that something might be left undone. Or maybe it's just that I'm afraid of leaving something undone. To my knowledge, I've never signed up for a class and just never attended it. I was too obsessive compulsive to do that. So that's why it unnerves me. And many of you have had identical dreams. I have known music majors, for example, who have the dream that they are getting ready in, in school to go out and do their senior recital, and they walk out on the stage with an auditorium filled with people. There's the piano, and they suddenly realize they forgot to practice. But that's a nightmare for them. I've had friends who have played uh, professional golf, one in particular, who used to have a nightmare about showing up for the tournament in time and having a great visit with all his friends. And then he walks out to the first tee and looks out on the first, uh, the first hole of the tournament and realizes that he is, doesn't have his golf clubs. And he has no idea where they are. This nightmare comes to us in different ways. Sometimes teachers have a nightmare of their biggest uh, production of the year, their biggest class of the year, the, the biggest uh, faculty meeting of the year where they're supposed to present, and they show up and they're totally unprepared. As a matter of fact, they forgot they were supposed to do that. Now, that can be terrifying. And it wasn't until I spent far too much time studying psychology about 15 years ago that I realized that in the midst of all of that, God is speaking to us when we have those dreams. And for us who have faith, God is telling us that we better be paying attention. We had better be focused on Him. And the main point I want to emphasize today as we look at this extraordinary parable of the weeds 
and the, and the, 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 the uh, wheat and the weeds. Here's the point. Jesus, our Lord, wants us to pay attention to him in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions. Because our enemy, the evil one, is always trying to manipulate us, entice us, to cajole us, to trick us into looking away from our Lord. And the evil one is a monstrous manipulator who has practiced from the beginning of uh, human creation, has practiced incrementalism. And so we must be focused on Jesus. And by incrementalism, I mean exactly what's happened in the world today. I remember in 1969, when the movie Midnight Cowboy came out with uh, Dustin Hoffman, the first time it came out, it was rated X, X. And they paid a whole lot of money, and it came back with an R rating. That movie today would probably be PG. That movie had the hint of homosexual behavior in it. And back then, that was, that was huge. Today, it's not. You know, Satan, I spent, I'm conditioning this by saying, I spent about two hours in the confessional yesterday hearing uh, confessions at another parish. And that's what I hear all the time. Incrementalism. Satan entices people to do little things to take their eyes off the Lord. He very rarely says, okay, this morning I want you to go out and rob a bank and blow up a, a building and put to death a lot of people. No, it usually begins as, okay, it's okay to miss church. It's okay to skip mass. You don't have to. Don't feel Just don't do it. It's okay to take the Lord's name in vain. That's no big deal anymore. Everybody does that. It's, go to, it's okay to take little things that don't belong to you. Those little things are okay. Those little white lies that we hear about don't exist. It's either the truth or it's false. And so he is constantly, the evil one is, trying to manipulate us into incrementally walking away from the Lord. Don't do it. And this parable today of the, the wheat and the, the weeds gives us a good explanation of that. First of all, Jesus is telling us all these parables today. There are three of them in there. But the main one is of a sower who went out to sow, and he's sowing probably wheat. It could have been rye. There were two grains that were, caught, that were being grown in Galilee in the first century A.D., Probably wheat, maybe rye. And so the man goes out, the farmer goes out and he's casting good seed. But while everyone was asleep, and I want you to hear that again. While everyone was asleep, the enemy showed up. That tells us about all we need to know, doesn't it? When we take our eyes off of Jesus, while we're sleepy in our faith, the enemy comes and scatters bad seed. And then they don't notice it because seed is seed, right? No. There's good seed and there's bad seed. They both start growing together and they realize that, wait a minute, didn't, didn't you sow good seed? Where did these weeds come from? Now, the type of weed that's mentioned there, uh, is, you know, our English translation today calls it weeds. Sometimes it's called darnel. 
Uh, it, sometimes it's uh, called something else, but I think the biological name for the, the weed that they're talking about there uh, is L. Timu, timu uh, lentum, timulentum. And timulentum is a Latin word that means drunk. So the seeds that were cast, the, the darnel, the, the weeds, the bad seed, is actually poisonous seed. Darnel timulentum has been in the world for, forever. It's now going out of, uh, it's becoming extinct. It's being grown uh, really nowhere in the world now. Uh, I think they're growing it in Ireland. It's, all, it's out of the, the United Kingdom now, but it's in Ireland where they're growing it to study it. Timulentum has a history with humanity. Uh, it uh, often gets confused for wheat, and when you eat enough of it, the, it's called poison rye sometimes, you die. And if you eat just a little bit of it, you have drunken symptoms. You, your eyes get foggy and cloudy. You start some stumbling around. You lose your balance. Uh, you're uh, uh, not able to speak clearly, and you eat enough of it, and you actually die, pass out. And when it has a certain type of fungus on it, which is common with timulentum, it has symptoms that, that are almost identical to LSD. And people are incoherent, and they see visions and hear voices. Some people contend that that mixture of wheat and the bad seed, the rye, the poison rye, may have caused some of the strange things in history and I don't buy into this theory, like maybe the Salem witch trials, people who eat the type of timulentum that has LSD symptoms said and saw crazy things. The point is, Jesus is making, while people were asleep, the enemy, the devil, came in and scattered seed. And then extraordinarily, when the farmer is told, there's bad seed growing, extraordinarily, I don't understand this. The farmer says, no, let them grow. Let them both grow up together. Which is why we have so much evil in the world today. I think there's a reason for that too. And I'll talk about that just briefly. But when they're grown, take the weeds, bind them up, and burn them. And then take the wheat, the good seed, and put them in my kingdom, in my barn. This is one of the parables where Jesus tells us exactly what it means. Uh, not with the crowds, but he takes his apostles uh, off quietly in the house in Capernaum, probably the house of, uh, of Peter, and says, okay, Lord, tell us what this, what this means. What is this? Okay, the, the sower of the good seed is the son of man. The, 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 the good seed produced the harvest of of the kingdom. The bad seed is that which belongs to the enemy and that the ground that grow, is growing in is the earth. The, the harvest is the end of time. The angels are the reapers and that which has been bad and, and caused evil to happen will be burned up at the end. But the good seed will be brought into my kingdom. Why did he allow the bad seed and the good seed to grow up together? People are asking, why is there evil in the world? Well, this is why. 
The enemy has been sowing evil in our hearts. What used to be called bad in the world today is now called good. What used to be called good in the world is now called bad. Everywhere we look, there are people, and I, I get it in confessions every time, people who are addicted to evil. I spend, I know Father Mario does, most of the priests in this archdiocese spend 50 to 75% of our time in the confessional working with people on pornography and impure actions. 50 to 75% of their time. Children as, as young as seven to nine years old have been exposed to it. And some of them have developed addictions and they can't stop. That's what the evil one does. It doesn't hurt just to look, take a quick look. Well, who says it doesn't hurt? What about the people who are producing those? What about the children who think, what do you mean it doesn't hurt? Well, Father, everybody does that. No, everybody doesn't. Satan is hammering the Catholic Church now and good people into those evil images on our phones. And I tell more people, turn them off. Stop it. And here's why. We don't belong to the evil one who casts the bad seed. We belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. He has claimed us as his own. He is with us. He loves us. And he's defeated the enemy. So I tell people in confession over and over, you don't belong to Satan. Don't do what he tells you to do. And that's what a temptation is, incidentally. Those little temptations to say a little white lies just to look for a few moments. No. You don't have to do what he asks you to do because you don't belong to him. You belong to Jesus. And the more we answer his temptation by responding in a positive way to it, the more he hammers us with them. People wonder why when they voluntarily commit mortal sin, Satan hits them with all of them. So someone who watches pornography all the time now starts skipping mass. They start using filthy language. They start uh, dishonoring their parents. They start angering and murdering people in their mind. They start being jealous and envious all the time. They covet everything when you voluntarily commit a mortal sin. Don't listen to the enemy. This parable tells us that the enemy has nothing to offer us except a trip to hell. Jesus offers us today, here, his love, his mercy, his compassion, his kindness, his goodness. He gives it to us always. He gives us at this table himself. And he gives us each other. We are his family. He is our father. He loves us. We belong to him. That's why we make such a big deal out of a baptism. That is so important, like we did last Sunday. When we welcome someone and the priest turns around and says, brothers and sisters, we have new Christians. That's a big deal. Now we may not recognize it walking through the world, but Satan does. That's why he attacks us. Because he wants to pull us and entice us in any way he can. And brothers and sisters, don't listen to him. I've encouraged so many people to just turn the 24-hour news off. It's showing us what Satan is reaping in the world. 
Now, if you have to watch something, find a channel where Christ is being glorified. Pick up your Bible, read, and know that you've got a whole family of faithful people with you who love the Lord. We know, we know the end of the story because this parable tells us at the end, those who produce evil, those who are the cause of evil and entice others to sin will be burned. But those of us who hold fast, those of us who live into the calling that we've been given as children of the Lord who loves us, We'll spend eternity with him. That's a no-brainer. That's why I tell people the evil one can offer us nothing except a fast trip to hell. No, we don't belong to him. Jesus told him to get thee behind me, Satan. We could say the same thing. Because he may have his bullseye on our back, as I tell people all the time, but we have, as we saw in the baptism last week, the baptism we have the sign of the cross on our forehead, the crown of our head, the oil of the catechumens on our throats, and the love of God in Christ Jesus within us. And we belong to him, and he's not going to let go of us. So hold fast to him and know that he loves you. You're right, for he wants you to be right now. And he's giving you his very best. Let us today hold fast to him. We're here in the world, and I think the evil... The evil wheat, the evil rye was allowed to continue to grow, I believe, just my opinion, because we could have an influence over them. Why else would there be evil in the world that we have all this light and goodness and truth in us? Let's share it. Let's bring more people to the font, to the table. We can do that because he who created us is within us and he loves us. Thanks be to the Lord.